Welcome to the Shir and Svasemis and Kilat Chaverim, the gem of Nachlaot, a wonderful shul that hosts it. Okay, um, the Svasemis, like I say, approaches this medrash in multiple years, from multiple ways, and even working with the diktuk of the Lushan of the medrash, it's very interesting in order to to get the secrets that are there. We're not going to cover all the different approaches he has, maybe other times, other years, but we'll try to look at one basic one. Here's the Medrash. Okay, the, the Parsha of Bechukosai, one of our two Parshas, starts off in Bechukosai Telechu. And Rashi says, Shetiu Amelim Batorah. This has become the subject of different, you know, Shurim, Shmuzim, and Yeshivas endlessly, right? Amal Hatoira, right, that banner call, why is it called to walk? Why Bechukosai as opposed to Mishpotai or any other form of mitzvahs, etc.? Now here's the Medrash in Vayikra Rabbo. Apostolikin Tilim Kufyud Tes, right? The Temanya Ape, what's called the Eightfold Perak of Tilim, where there are eight psukim, starting with a letter, all the letters of the Aleph base, really all focusing on the topic of Torah. So there's one Apostolik, Chishavti Durachai, Vo'ashiva Raglayal Edosecha. Okay? Literally, literally read... I thought about my footsteps and, right, or I thought about my, my ways, my paths, and I brought my feet, or my feet brought me to your laws. Okay, that's a very kind of uh, clunky, literal translation. So the Medrash says like this David Amela says, Every day, David Amal says, I would plan out my day. I would think I have to go to this place. I have to go to this address, this building. And my feet would bring me to shuls and bate medrash. Right? That's Now, <clears throat> it's hard to understand. First of all, it's hard to see um, how it fits into the words, right? Because it's Shiva Raglai. It almost sounds like he's doing something to the legs, and here he says the legs bring him. But the concept was what bothered me. Meaning, David Melch was a very busy person with things for Am Yisrael, and how could it be, you know, that he has a meeting with the, you know, chiefs of the army or something, and they're waiting and they're looking for him. Suddenly, they hear somebody singing till him from a shul. They come in, uh, Your Majesty, right? Sorry, I've meant to come to the meeting. I just, you know, I love Torah. My, my feet just took me here. Okay, um, how could it be? Even in, in our world, you know, in other words, the standard way this is played often is they said, if someone loves something, so they're always going to be drawn to it like a magnet. If you love something, even if you're planning something else, you're going to end up with that. Right? Like, let's say a person who loves shoes, they went to go out to buy milk and they come home with shoes, right? Because they, it's, it's there, it's, it's, it's in them. Now, but again, it seems irresponsible. It seems like something that could cause difficulty to other people. I'll just give you my example of, of the positive way that could play out. There was somebody, Rabbi Dr. Yehuda Levi, or Leo Levi, he was known as. He was a scientist in the Talmud Chacham, wrote many sfarim of all different kinds. And I was talking to him once, and, um, and he mentioned to me, he was mentioning this offhand, not as uh, praising himself at all. 
he was saying years back he had to go to some scientific conference in Los Angeles. And he said, you know, they were putting people up in hotels. He said, but why would I want to stay in a hotel? So I tried to find out if there was yeshiva I could stay in. So there was the yeshiva there back then. It was run by Rav Simcha Wasserman, Rabbi Hanan's son, right? He named it Oral Hanan. He said, so I stayed in the yeshiva and I got to create a relationship with Rav Simcha. And they asked me to give a shir about, you know, the number pi that you can see in Masech Sukkah, how it's calculated, etc. Right? In other words, to me, that picture was just his natural impulse. I'm going to Los Angeles, you know, some hotel, Hilton, something. Where was that? Where's the yeshiva? Where's, where's the... That, that was the beautiful picture of how you raglai mevios oisi lebotinigesi os But otherwise, it just doesn't seem like something real that you should implement. The famous story of the change in life of the altar of Nevardak. The altar of Nevardak was a businessman. And on, in his travels, he met Rabbi Sol Salanter. And his discussions with Rabbi Sol influenced him so much, he was supposed to be traveling off on his business uh, trip and leaving where he was in this town together with Rabbi Sol, and suddenly decided, that's it. Right? He came running to Rabbi Sol. He said, I was supposed to be traveling today, but I just, I'm dropping everything to come and learn from you. And Rabbi Sol Salanter said, how are you going to be traveling? said, uh, by whatever, a wagon, a driver of some kind. He said, you told the driver that you changed your plans? He says, I, no, I, I, this, this was very sudden. I said, this is step one. He says, you never do anything that causes somebody da- damage. Find the driver, right? And you have to appease him, pay him whatever it takes that he forgives you for the inconvenience of the thing. Okay, so it, clearly a, a person cannot be... You love Torah, that's fine, but it cannot be that other people are going to suffer because of that. So here's the way the Svasemis explains it very differently. He says the following. He says, There is the life force that HaKadosh Baruch Hu put in everything that exists, every place, every item in the world. He says, the godliness is in everything in the world. Just it has different garments, so to speak, which are there. The pnimius, meaning if you look beyond the different vessels that hold this godliness, all the godliness is, is one. Again, my, my simple muscle for it is when you plug a device into an outlet here or into an outlet there and an outlet there, the electric system of the city of Yerushalayim is all one and the same. Okay, you're plugging it in in different houses. He says, so therefore, he says, your job is to plug into that with everything you do. And he says a mysterious thing. He says, that's why Chazal said, Hadurachim sakana. Traveling has a chazak of danger, meaning... When you've plugged in one place, you've got to realize that you have to figure out how to plug in in your next situation. And the derech is a dangerous time, right? Until a person learns to connect in again. So he says, a person is called a mahalech. Okay, the famous pasuk in Zechariah, it's the after we read on Hanukkah. V'nasati mahalchim bein ha'umdim I will give you, so to speak, walkers among these standards. Here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was explaining 
that Mahalchim are human beings as opposed to Malachim who are viewed as those who stand. The standard explanation is that a human being isn't static. A human being changes all the time. We change, we develop, we face challenges, as, whereas a Malach simply has his status. He has his mission, he lives, he exists with that mission, that's what it is. But here he has another thing, and this is where it gets into the diktuk. Mehalech. They were not called holchim, they're called mehalchim, which implies bringing something, making something move. He says, Leos Moshech Yusul Isbarch Bacholdover Vadover Chomokum Kanal Ayadea Machshova Kodim Koldover. Meaning, we bring out this godliness in each thing through our thoughts as we interact with all the different things in our lives. We're Mehalech, we bring it. Right? He says, If that's the way we approach things, then we're able to find this point of truth of godliness in everything that we're doing. How is this done? He says, What is your intention before you do something? Okay, why are you doing what you're doing? The Kutzke Rebbe, again, who is somewhat the root of this whole family of the uh, Ger Rebbe's, uh, the Chidush Yarim, first Rebbe was his Talmud, he said, what I would want from my Hasidim is I could stop them at any point in the day and say, tell me why you're doing what you're doing. And they would have a good reason and it would be based on Torah. That was his picture, right? But again, even in a more general sense, right, a person has to have something like this. Mahalchim. And the Mahalich brings this godliness to life in the different things where he is. It's interesting, the Medrash uses a different thing. It says, Davin HaMelech says, B'chol yom ha'yiti mechashev v'omer l'mokom ploni ha'niolech. Why doesn't it say choshev? I thought I would go to a certain place. Mechashev, right, is more active. It's like, I'm, I'm not good at diktuk. It may be the hifil form, meaning I am intentionally right, directing my thoughts to those things that I'm going to be doing. I'm going to go to a certain address because there's something I have to do there. I am mechashev, meaning beforehand I'm thinking of why and what that's going to accomplish, what I want to connect to when I'm there. That's what's happening beforehand. And therefore, he says, so what do you connect it to? What is at least one of the intentions you could have? And this is the track. Like I said, we're going to follow with the Smasemis. He has many tracks in this Medrash. Bote Knesios, Ubote Midrashos represent Klal Yisrael. He says, Everything I'm doing is as part of Klal Yisrael and for Klal Yisrael. That is what David HaMelech thought of before everything he was doing. So this is a very interesting thing. He says, by doing that, you won't be separated from the root of chius, of that life force that HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts into everything, from the one who gives life to everything. That's our ability to connect. Yeah. He was at the meeting. Correct. Correct. But even if it was something less national, right? Even if it was something 
there was there was more correct you know each thing which is there and that's the same thing for all of us as well when I go to my job right it, 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 we talked the previous week about the concept of divrei rishus right it, it, my going to the job is part of my whole existence as a cell in this whole body of, of Am Yisrael. And I know that there's Kedusha in my workplace. And I know that I'm able to connect to that and to bring it out and to bring Kedusha there, right? And what enables me to do it is to do it as part of Kal Yisrael. It's interesting. The, the way a person looks at the idea of Tzibur is very different. I just, I remember this, Rufishal Shechter said he had two experiences in two different shoals. One shul he came in, and uh, many shuls have a coffee corner. So he was heading over to the coffee corner. He finally kind of felt the eyes of the gabai on him. And so he, he said, um, is it okay if I have a cup of coffee? He says, no. Excuse me? He says, that's mamon tzibur. That is money of the tzibur of the congregation. I can't tell you you can have a cup of coffee. This is given, donated by the tzibur, for the tzibur. It, it belongs there. I said, okay, sorry. He was in another shul once, and this time he figured he'd ask right away, is it okay if I have a cup of coffee? The guy said, of course, it's Momon Sibor. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> the idea is it's communal, and we're all part of that, that community. That, that's what it's there for, etc. So this is um, the idea here. Now, in the year Tough Reish Mem, he continues in this theme. He quotes from his grandfather, the Chidush Yorim. He says, that's what the Mishnah means in Pirkei Avos, Im eina nili mili, ukshani la'atzmimani. Im eina nili mili means, sheyesh l'kol ish Yisrael dovam yuchod she'ein acher yochol etakno rakhu. Every Jew. That means every Jew, one who knows more about Judaism, less about Judaism, wherever they're found, has something that they can be metakein in the world, and only they can do it. Ukamochen l'shol sho'o dovam yuchod, Every time, every moment in life has something unique. It can be done at that moment. And that's what it means. If not now, when? It's not that our life is a series of tasks that we can kind of schedule in. We have to look right now, right, how to live the moment as it's supposed to be. Me as an individual. Okay, because that would seem to imply a life of focusing on me, on my actualizing all my spiritual potential, right? He says, After each person does what they're supposed to do, the only reason you're doing those unique things that you can do is in order to bring it into the klal. That's why it says, To do it by myself, for myself, has no meaning. It has to be brought into the cloud. So he says, that's what David HaMelech was saying first. He's medayik in the Mishnah. He would say, L'mokom ploni ani holech. Right? I was thinking, okay, I have to go to this place. Right? But afterwards, Again, he says, Shehu HaKlal. Right? I would connect it to all. I was saying, wait, why am I doing this? Is it really just for me? Am I not part of something? Don't we influence each other, etc.? And another quote from his grandfather that shows it so beautifully. The Afal Pichen, he says, right? Even though a person has something unique to do, your individual act is never considered the act of an individual. 
רק שנעשה מכל ישראל כלל, מכל הפרוטים. It's true, you yourself did something unique that you can do, but כלל ישראל is made up of all those unique things joining together, blending together. That's כשאני לעצמי מואני. So my, my marshal for this is in the, in the symphony orchestra, you have that percussionist, I know such a percussionist, right, Mishulam, right, who studied uh, percussion on this high level, and you see them standing there in the back of the orchestra in the corner. And they have different things to sometimes play, right? Sometimes there's the timpani, those kettle drums, where occasionally in the symphony they'll go boom, 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 or a triangle, you go ding, or a variety of other instruments. Otherwise, they kind of stand there in the tuxedo, right, not doing that much then. But just as its own, a boom doesn't really say anything. As part of a symphony, it creates something. It's key. It's part of it. He's not doing it for himself. He's doing it as part of bringing together what the violins and the flutes and the trumpets and all those things are doing. So this is a key theme for Matantara. Okay, and this is, it, it's really big for the way we do everything in life. Once someone told me, he said, uh, I'm trying to find another job. I said, why is that? He says, I got to eat, not making enough money. So on one hand, that's true, but who are you, right? Meaning, why do you have to eat? You're part of the klal, right? You are trying to do what you have to do. And the fact that your current job isn't paying you enough to do what you um, you know, the need for your family is Hashem's way of moving you from point A to point B. That means He needs you as a member of Klal Yisrael to be in another setting and to access and to bring the Kedusha there in that point. So this idea of the necessity of every single Jew is key for Matan Torah. Right? We know the famous singular Vayichan Shom Yisrael Neged Ahar Ki Ishechot Belevechot that Am Yisrael were like one person with one heart, meaning they were all individuals, but they were all connected. Right? And we're going to see what connects them in a second. There's also a medrash that the Rebbe quotes often, that if even one Jew was not there at Kabbalah Satara saying Nasav and Ishma, wouldn't have happened. Right? Somebody there is oversleeping. You know, he's like, wake up. No, I'm tired. <laughs> you got to come. Okay? So, the Svarim say that this connects to the concept of Yeshishim Riba Osios Latara. Yisrael is this acronym for there are 600,000 letters in the Torah, which anyone who counts sees there are not, and there are many ways in the Mepharshim of explaining what and how that refers to. But we have to think, what connects everything? The power that connects is Ahava. Love is the power that connects. Okay, so therefore, it's not just a technical idea that a person thinks in his head, well, I'm part of the Jewish people, so anything I do um, also benefits the Jewish people. No, what you have to do is to be connected, just like that electricity is all connected as one. It's the power of Ahava, of true Ahava Sisrael, that connects everything. That's why it was Ki'ishechod Belevechod. Not like to one spine or something like this. It was, it was Levechod. That was the connector. I thought of this, uh, I, I think maybe something to it, that the Torah is described as It's written with black fire on white fire. Um, fire, in its positive sense, represents love. 
Okay, if fire is something which can consume, but fire is also something which ignites, which awakens, which warms. If you think about the white part of the Sefer Torah, it's all one contiguous whole. Their letters have to be individual. They have to be, according to Halacha, it's called mukaf gvil. They can't be touching, right? They have to have white in between them. But that white, while, so to speak, it separates the letters and lets them be individual, it also creates that field which connects them all. And that field, Chazal are telling us, is not simply a dry background. It's also fire. You need that ish, which connects the ish in each letter, it connects them together as well. Okay, that's um, what's happening there. Last night at the Lagbomer Adlaka, the Tolna Rebbe brought a, and I didn't take notes, which is a pity, he always brings different statements by Rishon by Yochai, in Halacha or Agado, and it ties it in. So he brought there that in Bavakama, when there's a question of how far a person's responsibility goes for things that were damaged by a fire that he lit. Right? How far, how many kilometers away would he still be? And Rav Shumba Yochashita is, he says, it's a kol All depends on how high, right, a fire you build. Meaning that Rav Shumba Yochai feels that if you really come on fire with positive things, there's no limit to what you can connect to and what you can influence. Right? And that applies to that achdus as well. So now we come to a puzzling Gemara of the Gemaras that tell us about Matan Torah and Masech Shabbos. And one of the famous ones is that it says, right, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu kofa aleim har kegigis. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu took har Sinai. And now the way I learned it as a kid was he like held it up over them and said, im atem akabli mutov. If you accept the Torah, that will be good. If not, you will be buried there, meaning he will squash you with the mountain. Okay, I saw Rabbi Avram Shur brought down, he said, the name of a variety of Rishonim. This just isn't an accurate picture. The very word, Kofa Aleim Gigit, if you would go into a hardware store here and ask for a Gigit, you'd get a very large bowl, right? Sometimes people laundry in there or things like that. Lichpot means to cover over, to envelop. We saw that in Halachas of Pesach. If you find chametz on Yontav, you can't burn it, right? You have to ensure that people don't inadvertently eat it, so kofel lovasakli. You take a vessel and you cover it over. You don't squash it, you cover it over. Okay, so he says what this means is that they were gathered together and put in a unique atmosphere of Kedusha. They were separated from the rest of the world. And they were in this very pure existence. That's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, if you accept the Torah, it will be good. If not, there you will be buried. Why didn't it say, po, you'll be buried here? What it means is, you'll be buried by the world outside of there if you're not connected to Torah. You won't be able to survive without that. But if you accept it, then that link enables you to connect in every place and everything that you go and do. Right? The Svasemis in another place says, Raglai represents the lower parts of the body. By my connection to Torah, 
I'm able to connect even the lowest things that I do to Torah. Right? I do them in the way of the Torah. I do them for the purposes of the Torah, for the purposes of Am Yisrael, and it all connects. And he brings from Tzorak coin a fascinating thing. Chazal say that after the Churman, Ein lo la Baruch Hu Bolomo Ela Arba Amos Bilvad. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has nothing in his world but the four Amos, the four cubits of Halacha. Okay, and again, Darshanim, standardly, especially when they're raising money, they'll say, these are the yeshivas, these are the Batei Medrash, that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has in his world, that's his embassy, that's his consulate. The question is, what yeshiva is for Amos? What yeshiva is for Amos? For Amos is a tiny little square. Now, for Amos represents something important in Torah literature and Halacha. It represents your personal space. That's what for Amos represents. So Rebetzorik explains, he says, the Arba Amos of Halacha, which have the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, he says, that is when Odom misnaheg bahem ka That means, as you're going through the world, and you are trying to figure out what's the way Hashem wants me to do this, right? How will this be for the benefit of Hashem's plans, of Am Yisrael, etc. So he says, when you're in those Arba Amos, so then you have that Kedusha, like the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, which is that land which connects all of Am Yisrael. It says there was no Arvus, so to speak. This concept of Ko Yisrael, Arevim Zelazeh, every Jew is responsible for the other until they came to Eretz Yisrael. So that means you have this little booth you can go into when you're in the workplace, when you're commuting, when you're doing all these things, and suddenly you're in this, number one, zone of purity, which, so to speak, because you're focusing on what does Hashem want me to do, so the influences outside are kind of blocked out, but you're also connected, right? As you go in there, suddenly you're plugged in, you're connected to every other Jew, and you're able to influence them to change, to do, to bring benefit in all of these different ways. Of course, the key has to be, though, the Ava. It has to be there. In other words, a person truly has to... I saw a beautiful story about Rav Tzion Abashol Zatzal. He was uh, the great Rosh Hashiva in Parat Yosef, a giant in all areas of Torah and Kedusha. So he used to give a shir on Shabbos, and this was toward the end of his life when he was weaker and and people were constantly asking him questions. Like he said, he didn't wash for bread during the week because the phone would always ring, you know, just, and he didn't want to. So at that day, at the end of the shear, he really felt drained. And he told people, he said, I'm sorry, I won't be able to answer questions after the shear. I have to go home and rest. So somebody came over to him and said, Harav, I, I, don't, I don't have a question. I'll just, uh, could you give me a bracha? He said, I, I don't even have strength to give brachas. But then he gave him a bracha anyway. So some enthusiastic young man came over to him and he said, Harav, I'd like to ask you for a bracha that you give me the power to give Jews bracha so then when you're tired, I could give them a bracha in your stead. So Vincian said to him, he says, if you have true Avas Yisrael, if you love them, you don't need my bracha to give them a bracha. You have that ability automatically. Right? That's, that, that's all that's needed. So that's the connection which is there. But this also, again, aside from looking at it in terms of the transmitting, that those things that I do, and it adds a tremendous dimension to everything I do in my day, that I'm really benefiting and thinking of and helping 
everyone, the entire people as a whole, other individuals, doing and changing because we're connected. But it also affects my personal world. Right? I think it was the Surgeon General in America recently made headlines because he said one of the most dangerous things that's out there now is loneliness. Right? That that, and that has tremendous um, effects on people's health. Right? They saw that during isolation, during corona. Some people came out of lockdown very different people than they were before. So somehow that flashed me back to this very touching description of Soloveitchik wrote, or he spoke and they wrote it down, about uh, after his wife died, and he would, he was continued to live in Boston, but he would travel to New York to say his Yerevan Yeshiva University, and then come back to Boston. And he described going into his house and sitting down, and he was alone. He was alone. And he, not only was he alone in his house, he said, he teaches his Talmudim, but he feels they're from a different world. He comes from that world back in Europe, the world of his grandfather, Reb Chaim, and his father, Reb Moshe, and, and uh, all the, they don't know his world. It's, it's hard for them to relate to it. And um, he says that loneliness is there, but then he opens a Sefer, right? And he opens the Rambam, and he reads the Rambam, and he sees the Kesef Mishnah has what to say, and the Magd Mishnah has what to say. And then his grandfather asks Akasha that his father comes to answer, and then he pitches in, and the Ravid says, and, and suddenly the room is full, and Levitic, it's full of joy and full of liveliness. So when I saw that, it isn't just, some people may almost view that as a sad thing. Oh, he's not able to live in the present, so he goes back to live in the past, so to speak. That would be a very big mistake. He's living in a very real reality in which all of these things are connected. When he opened the Rambam, he plugs into that and connects to that. And that's why it's that eternal connection which is there that banishes the loneliness. It's important for people to be together physically as well, and that's a challenge nowadays when connections are oftentimes not physical. But a Jew should never feel that alone. Not only because it's true, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is everywhere, and that's something that's hard to sometimes, you know, cultivate the sensitivity of that. But also, I'm always connected to other people. I care about other people. I'm affecting other people. And they care about me, and they're affecting me. That's why the Arizal said that before davening, it's important to try to focus on Right? Before davening, to say that. Right? Because suddenly you're connected into that system. That's our way to connect. That's, that's what we're able to do. So it's, um, it's a key to try to, um, to try to see, try to connect. For Kabbalah Satura, right? that's the only way. There is no individual matantura just for me. Right? There's only for us. Right? And it's only in those terms of that was the prerequisite. It wouldn't have happened without that. It had to happen. So the more we do that, and a person has to feel it's not just in a public event, or it's not just at certain times, it's not even when I'm davening, or I'm giving tzedakah, or I'm learning. It's in everything I do every day. That's b'chukosai telechu. Right? that you're able to go, you're able to be a mahalich. You're able to proactively affect the quality of the events in your day, to connect them to things and to do 
with your mind and with your heart. It says in the Pasuk, It's very close to you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. Right? And these are things uh, that we're able to, uh, to do and see. It's very hard to do in general. Rav Nevensal Shlita, the Rav of the Old City, remember once told us, he said that it's easy to love a Jew in Russia, it's hard to love your roommate. Right? It's, uh, it, it, it works that way often. But it is also true that so many times people are only aware of their own small community. When they think of, oh, I'm having in mind the Jewish people, sometimes that picture is very small. Right? It's, uh, a, and, uh, and it has to include all the Jewish people of every type. Right? Those who are far, far away from Judaism, those who are close to Judaism. I love the answer of the Babacher Rebbe. We'll finish with this. Uh, I saw this recording they made of when Rabbi Ram Shapira and Rabbi Mordechai Eliyahu Livrocha, went to visit him in New York. And it was Sri Somer, and they were talking about the idea of, you know, Talmidei Rabbi Akiva, Shalom Nagu Kavod Zebazet. They didn't treat each other with Kavod. And one of the famous questions is, Rabbi Akiva's big statement, Zeklal Gadol Batara, which is interesting also, that I have Klal, what makes the Torah all-inclusive is Vahavta Larecha Kamocha, is that power of Ava. So how could they not be acting properly to the other one? So the Rebbe said, it could be, he says, that people end up looking down on each other and criticizing each other for not being enough of an Ovi Yisrael. It's an amazing thing, right? Suddenly you're learning, That's why I don't like those people. They don't have enough Avas Yisrael. <laughs> it's an amazing thing that can be done. So the Yitzhar is very clever. Even Avas Yisrael can be turned into a divider if we don't look at it the right way. Now, Kodesh Baruch will help us connect in all the right ways to all the right people and things that we have to do. Thank you.